Welcome to So You Think Your Car Is Fast, where we dive into the world of high-end, fast cars and explore what it truly means to have a fast car. From the latest in supercar technology to the mechanics that make these machines go, we'll separate fact from fiction and uncover the misconceptions about speed and power that exist in the minds of the general public. Join us as we put the pedal to the metal and discover what it takes to have a car that truly lives up to the title of fast. Who's presiding and directing this mess? Manny. Manny. Manny is our new producer. Manny Metzger. I forgot about that guy. You know what? From now on, when, when Taylor gets on, you know, you know how Taylor, he, he talks about the past. He, he reflects and he reminisces about his past a lot. We need to have Manny cue up some nostalgic music. <laughs> well. Manny cue the nostalgic music as, as Taylor, you know, reflects on when he was 12. Okay. So um, I thought it would be fun. If we, the three of us individually, would do some research and find a budget build for a car that could do 200 miles an hour and a half mile. Oh, did we say budget car? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whose did idea you, was this? It was, it was my, was it your idea? I don't know. Whose idea? Yeah, Whoever it was. It was my wife. She said we should actually buy a car and build it. I oh. think it was, I think it was his wife's and idea. Then, and then Todd did modify it to a much more realistic, let's do it on paper first. Yeah. Well, as long as as long as Mrs. Taylor is uh, funding it, then I think we're we're great. You know, I said I, I was like, well, we're gonna have to sell a car then, probably to do that. She goes, why? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> well, wow. I better strike while the iron's hot. So wow. I there we it. go. You two are cut from, you're cut from the same cloth. You two. All right. Who wants to go first? Well, I guess that could be me. All right. So, you know, I underthought and overthought it because that's what I do. I, I can't just leave it alone. So I um, I decided that the odds were very low that you guys would choose a 911 because that would be the obvious choice. So I put together a spreadsheet for a 997.2 oh. and I have it here, which I guess I could share, couldn't I? Well, this is going to be interesting because if it's really cheap, Taylor's going to be extremely mad. Well, you never can tell with bees. Let's let's make this fictional, okay? This is not necessarily my build. It is not. Okay. So Actually. basically what he's going to do is say, hey, Taylor, this is what you should have done. <laughs> well, you know, there's always, there's always this thing about what you know now versus what you knew then. Yep. But um, it's queued up in here. We can see it. Manny, cue this. Oh. Oh, I my goodness. Even Lynx? Yeah, I got some links. We don't have to go through them all. So I I talked to, I just decided that what I was going to do was something completely different because that would be more entertaining, right? Okay. So I, I talked to Jared and I asked him, you know, what the price would be for a full meal deal, 3.8 liter, because we're not trying to go completely crazy, uh, 991. And I, I did find today uh, a 991.2, a 2017 with 25,000 miles on it, or 32,000, somewhere in there. A white one. And Man, I... Slow today. I thought you said you're doing a 997.2. Okay, yeah, yeah. The, okay, all right. I'm good now. Okay, yeah. Oh, so, I, that's, he did say that, Taylor. Oh, so, he did. Okay, I, okay. Because I was like, I don't really want to do this. Yeah, one. that's why so, I said Taylor's going to be upset. All uh, right, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in what we have here because I. All right, 32k for a 992 32k miles. Can oh, oh miles. I was going to say I'll take two. And it's white. 
with a red leather interior, which I like. I oh is it an S? Uh, don't know. Uh, is it in the Northeast? Don't know. Saw it on Facebook. I said, weren't they like all for 129? 125 I had in my head. Oh, wow. oh uh, 120. Uh, yeah, I think I saw that one. So if it's listed at 129, we could buy it for 125. So I'm going to call it $125,000 for the car. All right. For the engine, I had it listed at 30,000. So that's take out the engine, send it to uh BBI Jared have him build it with his pistons rods sleeves all the fancy stuff that he does uh put it back together again send it back uh and then there's a $8000 budget for the intake manifold which is i mean you know these things are just really expensive there's no real way to get around it you can do something more on the budget side and build it out of like GT3 RS 4.0 parts which is actually what i did because i didn't have $8000 of a budget but but then you need fab work and all kinds of stuff since we're playing with mrs taylor's money then uh <laughs> you know I, this, this isn't the budget she had in mind, but we'll, we'll get to that when I get to mine. So then, uh, you know, I cheaped out a little bit here. I just used off the shelf CSF intercoolers because the, they're, they're, they work really well and the price is low and um, relatively low in comparison to what it could be. And, you know, IPD Y pipe in the back just to connect the engine to the intercoolers. And then it gets a little crazier because I get into some Cyvex stuff. So we have an S7. Uh, and our tuner network calibration, which is Wayne and Jared and and team uh, doing that, and that that so that's nine thousand. I I I quoted it at five thousand for the ECU package and four thousand for the setup and tuning of the car. Uh, and then I put a Motec C one twenty seven dash in there because I'm a big fan of those. Uh, that's what you have in your car, right? That's what I have in my car, and it can do a lot of stuff. It, it has, uh, you know, inputs and outputs, which are at a very big premium on these ECUs. So I put the IO upgrade and the and the dash creator, which I think is kind of necessary because then that lets you, you know, make your own dash display and move stuff around and, and make it do what you want it to do. I mean, for, if you're going to spend, you know, twenty seven hundred bucks on the dash, you you pretty much have to spend the five hundred to get the non-canned displays and then i i put in an mnw uh ignition box i think that's what we all run we don't ever talk about these kinds of details normally but that's that's what we're running is a either a pro 16b or something very similar mostly just what was available at the time i think when we bought them and then i have injector dynamics id 2600s as the secondary injectors you know because it's the the direct injection engine we can't do like injector upgrades and fuel pump upgrades directly. We actually just say, leave that there. And then we allow the Cyvex to run an additional set of port injectors. And port injectors just means that they're injecting into the intake manifold ports as opposed to directly into the cylinder. Uh, that like old school. Direct- yeah, like old school. So you get you get both, right? You get, you mm-hmm. get port injection and direct injection. So you're idling and... And driving around on the direct injection, and then you're, you know, when you, you start making power like probably above six, seven hundred horsepower, then the the which, additional stuff would. Which is going. actually interesting because some companies that went direct injection had so much carbon buildup problems that they added direct and port injection together in the factory cars. Yeah, my old Audi S5 had that problem. There was so much carbon buildup in the intake manifold that the like the, the there's like flappers that move around depending on the RPM range, and they would they would stick. Gum up and so, stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, so this is actually a really, a really good solution. And then an Injector Dynamics BPC, which is their brushless pump controller, which is, I think, what we pretty much all run brushless pumps in the cars. I think Todd has Elixirs, and I have the Injector Dynamics, and of course, I think Taylor has the same as I do. Those are really, really cool pumps because, you know, like for quite a long time, I had one single fuel pump in the entire car, you know, and it, you know, it's a fuel pump like this big, you know, I mean, it's just a tiny little thing. And uh, I mean, they're, they're tiny. And, uh, you know, the, the thing will support with that controller, it'll support 2000 horsepower on ethanol or really close to it. it it's insane. Uh, the, the way that controller works is it raises the voltage to the pump as, you know, whatever is necessary to maintain a particular pump RPM. So, you know, it just, even at really high pressures, it'll flow a ton. And I put, and that was, you know, 3000 plus 2160 for the injectors. So that's, it's pricey. And then I put an injector dynamics uh, fuel filter in there. Uh, that's the same one I run on my car. It's great. And then you need the secondary injection harness, which is basically the wiring that goes to the Cyvex to run the additional six injectors and then fuel rails and fuel lines and all that stuff. I called it 3000, probably pretty close. All of these numbers, by the way, I made up by the seat of my pants other than a few things where I checked with people. What's uh, great is after this episode, I think uh, all these companies are going to send us free stuff. So that's, <laughs> I'm excited about that. That'll, that'll be great. I put the radium surge tank in it. I actually don't know how this would work on a 991. There may be a different way, but I thought that was at least a good starting point for 400 bucks and their uh, fuel pressure regulator. It's like a fuel pressure regulator and a damper in one. And somebody sent me a photo of, of, of the 991 engine uh, and they were using this one. And I actually had already ordered this one for my car for this season. So I thought it was perfect. And then I've got flex fuel and uh, flex fuel sensor and boost control solenoid sensors. I called it 300 bucks. It's probably pretty close. It's not really a solenoid sensor, but, and I've got a fuel pressure sensor, which you need so that you can measure fuel pressure. It's very important for the Cyvex to know what the actual fuel pressure is so that it can set injector timing and it's really slick because as fuel pressure lowers like if you're having an issue it'll actually just open the injectors longer it, it knows how to do that and and if things go really bad like fuel pressure goes completely down below a, a settable threshold and shut the throttle shut the car off save an engine i think we've all had a situation except for taylor uh, I know Todd and I have had it happen where something's gone wrong in the fuel system and it stopped supplying constant pressure and had the ECU not had those safety features built into it, it would have lost an engine. So, you know, I just consider that to be almost when you're when you're talking about this much money, just it's mandatory. And then I've got a map sensor sensor, which is manifold absolute pressure. That's what what we're reading boost with. And the reason it's absolute pressure is because, you know, your ba I think we talked about this before at, at altitude, your, your base pressure can vary. So, you know, in, in theory, you're like 14.5, 14.7 PSI at, at uh, sea level. But, you know, you go up, it goes down uh, and you want to know you want to be able to measure it directly. So basically atmospheric plus boost and, and have a, an actual number as opposed to trying to reference off of a, you know, what they call a gauge pressure, which um, would read zero at sea level. So really these things are actually reading like 14.4, 14.5 at ambient. And then they, add, and they register boost above that. And then I've got a Todd sensor in here, uh, which is TNS a, spec. it's TNS spec. It's a crankcase pressure sensor. And so what that will do mm -hmm. is let us know. <laughs> <Todd's> if, <sensor. laughs> 
if we lift uh, heads, uh, we can potentially see pressure go into the crankcase. Or maybe uh, blow out camshaft seals or something. Or if we if we're blowing out camshaft seals, this will this will let us know there's there's a lot of pressure there. So I figured that was a, a lesson learned. And then I've got the uh, you know PDK modifications, which are not really that extensive. The 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 big thing, of course, is the dots and clutch. So I'm saying twenty five hundred bucks at Bill Raider to install a fifteen hundred dollar wave track diff and. I called fifteen hundred dollars for for bracing and whatever else he does. Uh, there's some there's some chassis bracing you can do with the PDK to kind of keep things from moving out of place, deflecting and breaking parts. You know, getting down into the turbos, I I called four thousand for headers from Trey, uh, four thousand for a V band exhaust to fit that. So that's basically just turbo behind the turbos going to the exhaust and the exhaust tips, turbo oil water lines and and some bracketry to hold the turbos up i called it 1200 bucks it's probably pretty close two wastegates for 800 i got some taylor speed sensors in here which are turbo speed sensors so that we do not go 177,000 rpm because that's not any fun uh well it is until it's not and then i just use the it's same exciting tur- it's exciting yeah, yeah that's I, I use the same turbos i have on my car the zona 8264 s's two of them at 4770 uh and then i just was doing my normal thing which i do which i peruse parts and i found some forge line uh ga1r wheels for 3500 bucks black used really nice wheels really light wheels lighter than stock which is actually really hard to do when you buy wheels for these cars the thing you'll find is that the wheels are already forged wheels they're super nice they're super light you don't really need to change them the only reason you really want to is if you want wider ones which we do because we want to run toyo r triple eight r's in a 325 width in the back and those will set you back a thousand bucks for the rears and 700 for the fronts and uh i came up with a grand total there of 104,000. i guess that's also going to be plus uh h1 so we'll say equals uh uh, D44 plus H1. So a grand total, including the car, is uh, 229. My, my favorite part about your budget is how it's like all like, ah, 4,000 here, 3,500 here, and then you get down to the total and it's to the penny. I got some pennies in there because I got prices for the tires from uh, from Tire Rack earlier today. Okay. All right. So, so right. this reminds me of that show. What was it? Wheeler Dealers where they put the car together. And uh, for $1,800 in parts, we uh, now have, you know, $4,800 in this car. But they never list labor. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> there's there's definitely some of that in there. There would be a Steve Bill uh, associated with this. I was trying to estimate what that would be, and um, you know, I I think it's it's probably somewhere between fifteen and twenty thousand, but I don't really know. Let's just let's just put twenty grand in there. So now we're at one forty nine. So that's or two forty nine. So you're sitting at two hundred and fifty k for your budget build. Oh, Steve's not as big. We got. Can we put quotes big. around the budget? The word budget. <laughs> I mean, didn't... I guess it's somebody's budget. Oh boy. There's probably a lot of people that. They, what I found is when they look at what these cars cost to build, they go, "Oh, well, my, I can get it done cheaper. I can, you know." And then sum that out, Dan. Here's your number. Boom. So we now we have a 991.2 with which, the 9A1 motor. Which is like pretty much the, the latest and greatest. You know, the 991.2 is kind of like the 997.2 in that it the 997.2 has basically 992 parts in it. Although they did do 
you know, some revisions between there. And the 992s, of course, uh, they changed the intercooler and turbo arrangement. Uh, it actually makes a lot more sense. I always thought it looked a little strange until I saw the 992 design. I said, yeah, that's the way it should be. But we're getting rid of half of that stuff anyway. So I figure like the 991.2 was kind of the sweet spot. You, you probably need some air charge cooling help. Air, I have that. Well, I mean, I know you've got the CFS, CSF intercoolers you think you could do it but i think i think you'd need meth well i was planning on running in 45 degrees fahrenheit (laughs) okay well then yeah that's that's cool at all times yeah you probably probably should add air to water at least well yeah you know we could add air to water uh that would add that would add seven thousand, i think Mm -hmm. to this number yeah it's not cheap you're not doing it with stock intercoolers so you have to either upgrade those intercoolers or well he's got upgraded intercoolers on there he's got the csf oh yeah those are really nice i mean you could do ams intercoolers they're really nice they're garrett cores the this well the reason i kind of got in i got onto the csf kick is because i saw their 992 intercooler and you heard me mention that i really liked the way that the turbos and intercoolers were uh set up on the 992 and that 992 csf intercooler is just the hotness i mean like you you want it like it it could be you know wall art um it's cool so then I was looking, I wanted, I started there. Then I saw they have the 991 uh, intercoolers. And I said, yeah, okay, that'll be good for my hypothetical build that I, I didn't, you know, do a lot of math on. Oh, and so I also have more. Let me do that. Billy Mays style. But wait, there's more. And I, I got a hold of our friend Stuart. And you at, know what? There's no safety gear in this. There's no roll bar. There's no harness. Well, no, we're, well, well yeah. One 200 mile an hour run off the trailer and then you're done. <laughs> Well, see, we hire a driver, so he's got a helmet and safety gear. I don't know. Now, you know, this is for half mile, right? This this little this little exercise is for half mile, 200 mile an hour cars. How much um, cheaper would it be to go 200 in a mile? Which is only, you only need 650 horsepower to go 200 in a mile in a portion. Uh, like a little more an exhaust in a tune? Maybe I mean, that. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more. I mean, that's... I went 197 with 615 horsepower in the 996 tip what's this dan you showing a you showing a, a an invoice so i i got a hold of our <laughs> buddy Stuart at t1 and i and i said to myself well what would it cost to send an audi r8 to t1 because i i can't think of anywhere else to send it to be honest mm-hmm. with you well you uh, could send it to underground racing i don't have underground racing budget man oh that's too much for me. And what about what about B Rogue? You know, I, I don't I know. I met if, those guys. I don't know if yeah. you've ever been to T one. Yeah, I, I have. I'm just I'm just throwing options out. Everything Tony does is first class. I yeah. mean the sh- I mean it's just it's ridiculous. And yeah, when when we have T one here local, I, it doesn't make sense to. I I tried to get Tony to to work on my nine eleven for me originally. That was like the first place that i went and he said he doesn't do 911s and i was you know sad but i mean obviously it worked out very well but you know i like that's where i would go for anything is is to tony and now that he's doing the v10s i figure it's pretty much just a no-brainer yeah so i I mean basically what this package is is a stock engine 200 mile an hour half mile 1400 wheel horse stock engine stock engine okay so what is the what's the price of a good good example of an R8 right now? Two thirty? No, year? not that I, much. I feel like they've come down significantly just in the last couple months. One fifty, one fifty to one seventy five, somewhere in there. Yeah, and I feel like 
six, eight months ago, they were 185 plus. Yeah, yeah. Todd's numbers are accurate, but six months ago, six months ago numbers maybe. But yeah. you know, this has everything. It has their their V10 turbo kit, zona rotor turbos, air to water intercoolers, you know, all the intercooler piping three and a half inch exhaust it has their injector it, it doesn't say it but i'm pretty sure it's the injector dynamics uh oh no that's a high flow brushless water pump my mistake <laughs> uh that's really cool transmission work pro max clutch upgrades billet this billet that billet second gear up the built trans anyway yeah it's it's so i noticed this um happened a while ago john shepherd sent his r8 to dallas performance and for reasons i'm not entirely clear on but you know everybody says the r8 and the huracan are basically the same car they're not in the transmission like the the r8 transmission is not as strong as the as the huracan trans so you need some additional upgrades otherwise they break well and i think i was talking to a guy with an r8 and they've made a lot of changes in the years there's like two or three variations in the transmissions and i can't remember what years he told me it was like 2018 or newer had the the better transmission by a significant margin i want to say yeah I, I don't know the details either but i know you're right there's definitely some some things that happened in the different years and like i think pretty much just the the newer ones are stronger but beyond that i i don't really know yeah you know, and i figured that you know no, none of us would would do 911 so i like i said i overthought the under thing and uh then i said well you know if i was going to do another car to go half mile racing i wouldn't do a 911 cuz i've already done one but i would also cuz i really i love them so i kind of wanted to have both things and this is probably what i would do i i would buy the r8 cuz um you know my missus loves them and then I could send it and have the turbo kit put on it and just burn the receipts and not tell her. <laughs> and yeah, so that, that would work great. Get me in a lot of trouble. And then, you know, transmission, wave, wave track, rear differential. Somehow I glossed over that, but that was in same exact rear diff, obviously different application that I had in my, my 911 setup. And yeah, there's the brushless fuel pump, brushless pump controller, uh, ethanol fuel system. Mm, see, they're using... Uh, id 1050s you can use small injectors when you have 10 of them yeah mm -hmm. so that's nice and uh, a motec uh, ecu uh, transmission control tcm reflash so same kind of thing that taylor's doing with his pdk with mitch and wayne sensor kit ngk race spark plugs you laugh those spark plugs are like 75 dollars a piece really what yeah I'm not joking. Uh, you, like a, um, I want to say the ones I was using are NGK R seven four three threes. NGK R seven four three three. It looks like this quote's only good for thirty days, so you better get on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, here they are, and I was running out. Here they are at Jags. I got them for fifty nine ninety nine a piece. That's not terrible. <laughs> Oh, yeah, when you gotta buy when you gotta buy ten of them, you know that's six hundred dollars in spark plugs, and you know, and uh, and you're sure that's just one plug and not like a package of four or something. Yeah, that's the way of things. You have the same ones in your engine, not I the, do, not not these. Well, no, you have the direct injection. Todd does. That's a good point. I didn't know what to use for spark plugs in the direct injection <laughs> engine. I have an extra set sitting in a box at home that I take to the events with me. Like I'm gonna change the plugs real quick. Well, right. where are the plugs? Because the plugs are like in the cylinders on your car. I, are they just in the same spot? I yeah. I, I think they are. Well, I don't know. 
I've I've never done a plug job myself on this one. Yeah, direct injection engines are a bit of voodoo magic to me because squirting the fuel in into the cylinder where the pressure is 2000 psi, that's just weird stuff. Now, I remember from my N54 days, those direct injection motors, the plugs, the threads on them are significantly longer than you think on a regular plug. So maybe there's something there. I don't I don't know. Of course, this is a major drawback too. All parts, labor, and modifications performed are designed and intended solely for legally organized and sanctioned closed course off-road competitions use. Yeah, well, I, I guess it means it doesn't pass emissions. So yeah. it's a uh, event day car only at that point. Oh, well, forget it. Well, the technicality, that, that's what, you know, people ask, hey, is it street legal? I mean, technically, if you modify any of the emissions stuff from the factory, it's not, quote unquote, street legal anymore. yeah. Like, um, even if you put a high-flow catalytic converter on it, it's not technically street legal. You said Bill Raider gearbox prep, but then you also added 3000 in a diff and PDK bracing. I think that's just labor. The Bill Raider part's labor to install the diff. Yeah, install the diff, install the clutch. You know, he does do some, you know, replaces some some hardware here and there and and does some extra you know torquing and you know build raider secret type stuff to the box to to keep it together so are we looking at a 1400 horsepower 9912 yeah probably okay yeah um, cheaper to get 1400 out of a porsche than it is an, R an r8 50 grand cheaper no not really it's only 30 grand cheaper oh i guess now, it is is that T1 bill? Is that does that include labor? I'm sure it does, right? Yeah, the, the T1 build is was everything. Taylor, what you got? Okay, so uh, I do have a spreadsheet, guys. I have a let's see. Oh, you guys, stuff. you guys came prepared. So, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Computer skills. Oh, I knew it was going to be a Mustang. That was my guess. I was like, his his son has the Mustang. It's because I was trying to keep this budgety, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I broke the budget, but I felt like we had to do a 911 because. We know them, and that's yeah. and people people will want to hear what we have to say about it. I guess I can't hide anything; it's just hanging out there in the wind. Now I took some liberties here because I I don't know all the details. Yeah, I didn't know some of the details about the nine nine one either. Like I think there's probably some things that I missed. Well, and I wasn't able to get quite the info that I was planning on for this, but I did get confirmation on some things. Hmm. Well, this is dangerous because now Taylor has looked into making another I, car. I, uh, <laughs> I know. Okay, so, all right. So, you guys ready for my my uh, my spiel? Yeah. Okay. So the the whole thing. I was talking to my wife about this because I and I know this sounds weird, but like I'm super impressed by these third generation Coyote Mustangs, right? So like the the 2008 and newer. And I bought my son one, and maybe I'm a bad dad because I bought him a 2018 GT 10 speed for his first car. I mean, hashtag car dad, right? So I was impressed. So I, I kind of watched him. And then at the, I want to say it was Abilene. Um, I was I was thinking about getting my son some modifications for Christmas, kind of thinking about it at the end of the year. And so I met this guy. I don't know if I should say names or not because I haven't cleared it with him. Uh, so we might we might hold on that. But I met this guy that went out to to Abilene and he had a customer built car that he brought out and he ran a 192 in Abilene. And so I, I reached out to the owner of the car. I talked to him. I, I can get some more development on it, but it's a relatively small list of modifications. And the crazy thing about this Mustang is it's a stock motor like heads, cams, 
bottom end, Ford. Okay. So, so what I did, I got on cars.com and I typed in a couple parameters. I did, I did less 30,000 miles or less 2018 newer with the 10 speed, the 10 R80 transmission. And, and I just looked at the range of Mustangs and, the, and there is a range. There's 12 on cars.com in the U S that meet this criteria. And they range from 27,000 to $35,000 for the car. The thing about the Mustangs from shopping for them is there's lots of different packages. There's performance package. There's perform. Let's see. There's performance package one and two. There's premiums. There's base, whatever. So I, I kind of thought about just get the cheap one, right? If we're going cheap, we're going to go cheap and it's probably lighter weight anyway, because it has a lot less of the electronic stuff. Um, and they put a Hellion sleeper turbo kit on it. Do you guys you know my friend, the Viking? Do you guys ever meet him? Uh, that sounds <laughs> familiar. He's like six foot eight. We call him the, the Viking because he's the man of nordic proportions he's just <laughs> huge and uh but he had or has an 03 cobra which i used to have back in those times too mm -hmm. uh, he's kept his all these years terminator the original hellion turbo kit like when they first got in business okay on his cobra i know they make really good stuff so when i saw you had Hellion there. I'm like, oh yeah, I know who those guys are. They're they're pretty cool. Well, so this Mustang that that I'm talking about that did 192, and I know that's not 200, but you know, there's there's some stuff there. He told me he's got a Hellion sleeper turbo kit, um, and he's when he ran the 192, he had just the and and if you go on Hellion's website, there's like one million different options you can do on there turbo kits if, if you're going to buy them in fact i think the kit starts at seven grand all the way up to the big boy kit that i did was it's like 19 and a half thousand dollars so there, there's a there's a lot of options that come in there but this particular mustang ran 192 and a half on 62 66 precision turbos okay so wow. that's not the highest that's not the biggest turbos that you can get um and then there's some options there you can get like a i think it's a six inch thick intercooler core is one of the upgrades on there they have a they have an entire fuel system that they call it the Hellion Spec fuel system. That's it's a four A triple fuel system. It's I don't even know what what everything is on it, but it's basically thirty five hundred dollars worth of fuel system. What I don't know on the on that fuel system is it if it comes with the injectors because it didn't have like a an itemized list. I'm sure I'm sure they'd provide you one with one, but uh, the one ninety two mile an hour Mustang had ID 1300 injectors. And I'm thinking you could probably run 1300 or bump them up to the 1700. So, so that's where I've got, okay. So I've got uh 27 to 3,500 for the car, 13 to 19 and a half for the turbo kit. I, I think if you have any chance at running 200, you're going to have to spring for the the near $20,000 turbo kit. And if you do need injectors, you're looking at 19 to $2,400 for injectors. This car also has a built 10 R80 transmission. And there is a giant range if you surf the internet as far as what, what's involved there. So I, I don't know. You'd have to spec out some research. I have a, a love-hate relationship with transmissions because I actually used to be in the automatic transmission industry. And it's it's full of deception and black magic and shady <laughs> stuff. So so uh, there's there are companies or there have been companies out there that they sell these transmissions that they, they claim handle something and really when you get down to the nuts and bolts of it it's like they put in an extra clutch and a washer and it's literally $14 worth of parts that they're charging you $7,000 for so I don't know what I did find is there's lots of reputable companies that build the 10R80 and and the parts there they range anywhere from like 3500 or you can just where you buy the kit and then you have to pay somebody to 
to build it. Uh, the $10,000 is actually you buy the transmission already built. This particular car has a carbon fiber drive shaft. There's some, some ranges out. That's the crazy thing about Mustangs is any part you want, there's like 14 different manufacturers you can choose from. Um, so, so that's what I've got is as the basically the the kit that this that this guy used. Um, this 19 and a half thousands price for the Hellion kit though includes their 68 millimeter turbos, which are you know a decent amount bigger. And I I, I have heard that this Mustang is actually getting upgraded to the larger turbos. Don't don't quote me on that. Protection stuff. It seems to me that in the Coyote motors, replacing the oil pump gear and the crank sprocket. There's one of those terms that we can use with 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 race fluid and sprockets. Sprocket is what that was supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> no, fool me. Yeah, yeah. I was learning some new Mustang stuff. Bronkets. Yeah, Mustangs. They're terrible. Uh, so, so it does have the the oil pump gear, a crank sprocket, and then the valve springs have been upgraded. I don't know with what specs. There's a bunch that you can choose from. I I got on like American Muscle and just saw what the price ranges were: three hundred to seven hundred. I've got to think. I don't know if this car was running methanol. But I've still got to think you need methanol as a help with that kind of power, especially in the half mile. I mean, intake temps just skyrocket. This car also has lightweight brakes that I have no specs on. And then it has some Weld S80 wheels, which are some lightweight drag type wheels and the brakes. Uh, so, so my price is here. Include the car, but do not include tuning, safety, or installation. But I've got a price range of building the car between fifty-five and eighty-two thousand dollars. So I don't know what the Mustang install rates are being. I, 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 I don't know what they're they're being quoted at, but maybe I don't know ten, fifteen thousand dollars. I don't know. And then I know this car is probably tuned by Palm Beach Dino because Palm Beach Dino tunes a lot of this shop's mu Mustangs, which uh, you know I. I hear they have a great reputation. And if I were to build this, I would obviously need a roll bar, but I would I would start ripping out some interior. Do some weight reduction, get rid of the back seats, maybe do some lightweight seats in there. How much does a 2018 Mustang weigh? I don't know. 45 to 4800 at least? Maybe. But oh so so God. here's here's the crazy thing and I'm and I'm just pulling up a little communication I had with the owner of this car, which is he said he's probably not doing 35 to 3800 pounds is what Oh, that's not bad. That's reasonable, more reasonable. Mm. And I'll bet you could get 500 pounds out of it pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Okay, so check this car out, right? I do know that a your, your numbers are probably pretty accurate because if you go to Fat House Performance in... Yeah, they're a big Mustang builder too. In Indianapolis, they have like a 1250R package and that's like $100,000 out the door, not including the car, obviously but it has a two-year warranty. Well, what I've noticed too is if you start building like the Shelby's, the cost jumps significantly. Mm, I, I think, I don't know what that base base car I, would need to be. I, I don't know either. I mean, this, this was done just off of a GT, but this car I'm talking about, his fastest 60 to 130 is 3.8. Well, that's fast. Uh, his fastest 100 to 150 is 3.48. That's also fast. Wow. Uh, he's gone 8.6 at 160 in the quarter mm -hmm. and 192 in the half. He mm -hmm. thinks he thinks he probably could have eked out a 195 on the, the 62, 66 turbos. So I'm thinking if you did this, you got some good cooling. I don't know if methanol would, would accomplish that or you'd have to do some air water intercoolers and put the bigger 68 turbos on there with a little weight reduction. 
I think you'd have a shot at cracking 200. Yeah, I think it would. Less than 100 grand with the car in it. You you're know, gonna have to, you're gonna have to tape up every seam. Yeah. You're gonna take the mirrors off. Yeah, you're gonna have to do everything. Fun, like we need to start getting to that level of of uh, of effort with our stuff. Well, hell, I I tape up my sunroof simply because I don't want it caving in. <laughs> the, the crazy thing. So when I was talking to this guy, he's he's a he's a real nice guy. He, he was telling me, and you know how the Mustang world's quarter mile for, for the most part, there are guys that come out and run half mile in Mustangs and, and, and there's, there's several local shops that bring their cars too. And it, it's always crazy. And I know dinos are not the end all, but you know, you've got guys out there that talk about a 1400 to the wheels Mustang and it's running a, a 187 or 190 and a half. We see so, the same thing with the Camaros and we see the same thing with the vets. Yep. Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't know, like, are their dinos just really happy or do they have traction problems or do they just, you know, combination of the two and they just never can turn it up be all the way because they, they can't hook up or maybe, I mean, this, this guy told me, I asked him, I said, are you coming to Kansas or Abilene? And he goes, nah, man. He said, I, I don't think I'm going to run a half mile anymore. It's just, it's too hard on the car. Hmm. And, and I thought, you know, that's one thing people don't think, you know, that a lot of people run quarter mile out there, but they don't realize that extra stress of going wide open throttle that long. Well, your engine well, generates two things, right? Energy or horsepower and, and whatever, you know, doesn't get converted into, you know, linear force to go down the track is heat. Yeah. So, you know, you, you sit there at that big end of the track in fifth and sixth gear for a really long time, at least in our cars, who knows what it is, you know, maybe, I don't know what gear the Mustangs in, but it's loading the engine a ton and it's just pumping out the heat. And that's why we have air to water intercoolers in all of our cars now is because, you know, we, we, we don't really need to worry about recovery, you know, of cooling the cores down. We just have to have enough intercooler capacity to get, you know, through those 13 to 15 seconds. Yeah. So I thought, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can build a car cheaper than that to do. I don't think so. Right? Oh, yes, you can. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Here we go. Now, remember, no motorcycles, like Todd. <laughs> well, getting back to why we don't think the Camaros and the Mustangs can really, you know, eke out that last five, six mile an hour is because they're bricks. You know? Okay. Corvettes, yeah. on the other hand, that that's a good Less question. brick. Less bricky. Yeah. Well, that being said... My budget build is a C5 automatic. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, and I was inspired by Ty Weisman, my buddy in San Antonio, who uh, who has built a very reliable, fast C5 automatic. And so I reached out to a buddy of mine here in Houston named Steven, who owns uh, LMR, late model racecraft. And I said, hey, you know, what would it take to have a C5 go 200 and a half? And uh, he's like, well, we have base model C6 automatics doing 194 with about 1100 wheel okay I'm like, okay he goes so let's say we take a c5 the engine builds maybe 15 grand on on the top end right have about ten thousand dollars in the drivetrain upgrading the uh the rear end cv axles tube drive shaft upgrade things like that he says upgrade the fuel system that'd be up four grand or so uh the turbo kit maybe 10 g's in the turbo kit and then the cost of the car i went online and i found a 2001 automatic c5 with twenty one thousand miles on it for 20 grand so you want an automatic yeah are you and this is base right well i guess automatic they didn't make a z06 automatic yeah this is just a base c5 we could get a fixed roof coupe, right? The FRC C5, which was the lightest one they made. But I don't know if you're going to pay more for that. Who knows? I don't they know do. either these days. I think they, they get a little premium. 
that's what everybody wanted back then and i you know i remember those well it was a z06 without those weird brake ducts as, yep as oh is that what it was well and this the smaller and, engine too and without the engine i mean just the the chassis. yeah yeah now remember i had a built twin turbo c5 oh i saw one of the pistons and rods from that recently yeah that was a special situation mm, i'm trying to add my screen but it's not working manny fix that for me will you i'm so, not allowed to get a corvette though so I have a grand total on the high end of $59,000, including the car. Well, you definitely win the budget prize. Yeah. Is that, is that labor too? That's, that's labor. That's the price of the car. <laughs> now yeah. I don't know about any safety gear. You but, don't have uh, wheels and tires. In no, there. no, 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 no. Wheels and tires. Come on. Okay, so what do, what do you buy uh, with those uh, Forge Stars? Maybe buy some Forge Stars. You can get those cheap. Thousand yeah, bucks. call it two thousand. I mean, two thousand bucks, right? Sixty grand, and then another fifteen hundred in tires. Okay, now, this, so, so this was eye opening because do you remember my light colored silver nine nine six the six speed that that did so well in the in the mile two twenty seven? That car I bought done. He had just finished it at Protomotive and he sold it immediately. I bought that car with 19,000 miles. It made 1,000 horsepower when I bought it. Um, I bought it for $59,000. That, that, of course, obviously won't ever happen again, but nah. but yeah, 59 grand. So I was, thought that was funny how that turned out to be the same price. But yeah, Corvette C5, automatic will get you there. 1,500 wheel horsepower. So I have this question then, why don't we see more Corvettes break 200? That's a great question because you see 1,500 horsepower Corvettes out there running like 201. Yeah. You know, 202, they're not killing it. They're, the only the only Corvette really killing it is Morris Malone. And, yeah, and, and he does kill it. It's he 230, does kill it. 240, <laughs> yeah. So there's that's a, comp uh, I don't know what he's doing, but um, well, it, it takes a lot more to, to do that in a Corvette, I guess. You take one look at Morris Malone's setup and his, and his dad out there with him, and you're like, those guys are racers right like they, they yeah. are not messing around those guys no and, and they're probably not even driving that to cars and coffee no i <laughs> know uh, no i mean no i mean those guys that's those my guys goal are, i still want mine to go to cars and coffee th that entire family is just like they are fast like i i have these like this mental images of morris's dad driving with the truck at 120 miles an hour down the freeway you oh, know? yeah <laughs> like just a fast family so um yeah, it was interesting so we we actually kind of went from high end to low end really we went from three hundred and fifty thousand down to fifty nine thousand. so that's uh interesting on on what it takes to get a car to 200 and a half mile i i like the c5s i i do and yeah. you know, when i when i bought my c5 first it was when i was having some financial situations some work stuff and so i had to give up the porsches and i bought a c5 it was it was built already twin turbo i bought it and i thought why did i waste all that money on a porsche this has everything the porsche did and then some for a third the price but there are some gremlins that creep up in those c5s man the electronics really struggle in them mm. like door lock actuators and windows and there was this thing where like I'd lose power to one side of the car and then had to reach into the door jam and jiggle the wiring harness to, I mean, it was like some silly stuff like that. And, hmm. uh, but otherwise I really do like the C5s. I actually know where a good one is for sale. I knew it's a, it's a three owner and, um, I know, I knew the second owner well, and I know the third owner well, and the first owner was the second owner's dad. I, I didn't know him, but I guess it's a convertible automatic, but it's a nice car. I, I like the C5s. Thank you for listening to, so you think your car is fast podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. Also want to thank Redenzo Radar, redenzo.com slash BHT for discounts. 
Also want to thank Evo Spec Engine Development and Force Performance.